Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more, and even NFL preseason. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? One more day. One more day, man. Hey, happy uh, Red Wednesday, right? That's what they say, happy Red Wednesday. Yep. So it's this happy Red Wednesday. Uh, one more day. And it's here. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I cannot wait till tomorrow, right? Last episode we talked about is like feeling like Christmas. That's what it feels like. Feels like Christmas, Halloween, Easter, uh, you, you know, your birthday, uh, New Year's. Let's, let's use that too, New Year's, St. Patty's Day. Whatever we want to do, St. Patty's Day, because tomorrow's going to be St. Patrick's Day. Oh, huh? that's good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, man, we ready to rock and roll. We are ready to rock and roll. Uh, so we know it's going to be rocking in the GH field, Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, that hope, man, Kansas City, man, is just going to be on fire. It's going to be on fire, brother. Yeah. How you doing? I, I can't be happy. I mean, we got one more day till, uh, till you know, our, our Christmas, our football fans version of Christmas with your team kicking off the season. Um, yeah, with the, the it's cool because, like, the last time we, you know, we – uh, open the season against the Texans. That was the, the, that was the COVID season. So like yeah. we raised the banner, but it really wasn't like wasn't really special because we didn't have that many fans in the in the um, in the in the stadium. This one's gonna be a, a party. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a big big hoopla around around this tomorrow. Um, at, yeah, and so like that, I think that that with all the energy in the building, um, mm-hmm. and that, that's one thing we'll get into the predictions and everything later on. But like people talk about the lines or this big deal this year. Oh, and if Kelsey's not there, Chris Jones is not there, like they're going to come in and, and do what they have to do. It's like, well, you forget all the other aspects of it, the raising the banner, the electricity in the building. It's maybe one of the biggest games the Lions have played in in some time. Right? Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No no, no doubt about it. And, and to be honest with you, uh, they probably prefer this. You know, when we talk about a team that that was up and coming last year, won the, the amount of games, making that run uh, that they did, uh, they want to be on the big stage. And so this bodes well for them. Uh, they know uh, nationally people get to see exactly what they have. Uh, and if they come in and, and shock the, the world champions, 
uh, the uh, the NFL champions, the Lombardi winners, dropping the banners, all those things, ra- raising the, the Chiefs flag up and rocking in their head on Thursday night. That's what they want to do. And they want to come in and spoil the party. We, let's just be honest here. That's what they want to do. So it, it, it is. It's going to be an, a, just an electric feeling all through the stadium, all around the city. Uh, like I said, man, it's going to be an exciting time. And, and, and yeah. All the other stuff around it, you know, with the Andy recalls, kind of a distraction. He's like, oh, man, I just want to play football. Yeah. That's what we want to do. We want to concentrate on the game and play football. And I get it. I do. I get it. Uh, because that's what it's all about. Ass feel good. and You know what you've done, okay? And I think those these things are kind of more for the fans to kind of enjoy. The guys will enjoy it. But they've had this whole, like, offseason all during this time, ring ceremony, all those go to the White House. They've been able to experience all those different things. Now they're ready to just go ahead and get the season started so they could go ahead and, and take another Lombardi, or at least on the trek to another Lombardi, hopefully uh, moving toward the dynasty, right? It's the dynasty talk now. So that's where we are. That's where we are. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys who's going to help us get to that, uh, potentially this dynasty stage, is Chris Jones. Uh, I know he's been a big hot topic for us on the show Pretty much every ESPN, every every show on ESPN, Fox Sports, every podcast, yeah. it's been kind of taking up the news in every every NFL platform. Um, so today he had a charity event in Kansas City. Um, he literally flew up uh, from Miami to Kansas City today to the Ronald McDonald House for a charity event, which is great that he was you know still doing still making the rounds in Kansas City doing charitable. What? Events. Oh wait a minute, hold on. You telling me a guy who, who's supposed to be selfish and only cares about himself and doesn't worry about anybody else actually flew up here? You be at the Ronald McDonald house, yeah. doing some community work. Yeah, you know, looking at people and people he care about. You, you got to be kidding me. He ain't doing that. Hey, oh man, get out of here, man. He wants a new contract. You trying to tell me he had the selfish type of player we thought he was? Or well, I'm sorry, not I thought he was. But how some of these these talking heads are talking out here, he is. Mm-hmm. No, I, I know. I'm just. No, I know. I'm just, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, fun, it's funny when you say it like that though, because like, yeah, he wants a new contract. Why he, he's selfish? What like that shouldn't even be like in the same like it's it's funny how people are try, trying to compare like he's a bad guy because he wants a new contract. Like that does not mean that and he and he kind of referenced that. So he, he did a little like little little presser right before he went in, um, talking okay, to the media. Okay. And he yeah, one one of the comments he said was like, you know, I'm just asking for a raise, and they someone asked him about the how people are perceiving this and everything. And my, yeah. my favorite one of his quotes he had, you know, he had a couple of good ones. This this is a good one though. Opinions are like buttholes. You can't make everybody happy. I'm just asking for a raise. And then he I think he asked one of the reporters there is like, hey, like, does it do, do do your coworkers get mad at you? Do they think it's selfish for you when you go to your boss and say you want a raise? No, that shouldn't affect you at all. It's my situation. It shouldn't affect you or you know, anything. That's no, you know, I'm just asking for a raise. That's it. Right. I, it, it, at that right there is is absolute truth. It, it doesn't affect, like, it's not like your coworkers is like, well, no, you, you know, oh, you don't deserve a raise. So, man, you know, don't take the raise. You need to come out here and work and, and pack these boxes or whatever you're doing, whatever your job is. You just come and do, okay? Just come and do it. The thing is, his teammates don't, look, they're, they're not complaining about this, Okay. They understand, we understand, in this business, it is the next man up, okay? We want every guy, at least for me, and I, and I could probably speak more, probably for 99% of the guys out here, uh, we want guys to get money. You know why? 
because we all go through contract negotiations. And guess what? We all go through contract negotiations to get what? Money, right? We want new deals. We want to be paid our market value, our worth, okay? Chris Jones understands his worth and his value. He's trying to get that. I don't understand why the venture on hate comes in other than people just want him to play. Fine, okay? That's that. That's what people are, are, are going to be. That, that's, that's, that's fine. They have every right for that. But Chris has every right to also to try to get, you know, a contract that he feels is deemed this this that's worth his value and necessary. So the vitriol is not coming from the players. It's not necessarily coming from the coaches. Uh, you know, Andy's like, okay, look, this I let them handle the contract. This is kind of where it is. He wants to resolve. That's what Andy wants. He wants to resolve. The guys want it resolved. Chris Jones wants it resolved. So he wants to play. It's not like you don't want to play. He's not holding the team hostage and, you know, all these words that people are using. You know, the man's just, look, he, he's he's got to have his, his best interests at heart. You know, we talk about using his age against him, but being 29, he's like, that's the whole reason I, I got to try to get a deal right now. You know why? Because when it's all said and done, nobody's going to care about how I feel. Nobody's going to care about if I have CTE. Nobody's going to care how my body feels. Nobody's going to care about any of those things. So, uh, but yeah, now nah, that, that's, uh, we, we know that we, we know that Chris Jones is a guy that, uh, who wants to play ball. He's the same guy who's been going to Ronald McDonald's house. He's the same guy that's been, uh, you know, in the community doing wonderful charity work, uh, for the organization. Uh, and people have seen that, but what we've seen in the past few days is people diminish his worth try to carry, you know, call out every little thing that he didn't do, try to say the sacks he didn't have, like his his only impact had to deal with sacks in the playoffs. Like they, they didn't, you didn't consider like, uh, you know, all the tackles he made, the double teams, the most double team guy, uh, still making plays, helping other guys out around him, that everybody gets a little bit better because of the play 95 is doing, you know, being up there for a defensive player of the year, uh, top 10 uh, voted by your peers as one of the guys that is the best in the NFL, they recognize how good he is. So it, that's it. He's just trying to get a raise. Yeah. Okay. That's it. But it, it was a very simple and yet like impactful like answer. And I hope a lot of people can maybe, maybe put themselves in his shoes, you know, or, or even just in, in their own shoes when it comes to asking for a raise. And I know we're talking millions. We're talking a multimillionaire and these guys are, you know, and that's the one thing too. People say, Oh, it's not the same because I'm only asking for Ten thousand. He's asked for ten million. It's 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 different. People have different occupations for different things. I mean, you can't you kick a pair. It's not apples to oranges in that sense. It's relative to scale. It's relative to scale, right? That's what it is. It's all relative. And so, yeah, you know, okay, maybe you're asking for ten thousand. Next, people asking for a hundred thousand, yeah. right? So that's that's how it works. It's a capitalist society. Everybody has a right to try to get that. So you know, everybody's trying to capitalize on their worth and their, their production. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. I think I think some of that that's what they see. They look at it because it's so much money. And then it's like, why would you turn that down? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't turn down ten dollars. Well, maybe ten dollars is maybe the difference in your worth, and you should get that ten dollars. You should be trying to make it. Okay. If you're working at McDonald's and you feel like the job that you're doing, your work, what you give, the time you you put in, okay, uh, it should go up another ten dollars in your house. But hey man, that's that's where it is. Uh, for me, and I'm sure for you, 
what we're going to do is we're going to cheer this team on, okay? Chris Jones is part of that family. But we're going to cheer on Patrick Mahomes and all the other guys that's out here playing. We know that. Chris is going to cheer them on, okay? He ain't looking for them to fail. He's not. So, you know, we, we're looking for this game, man. It's going to be a good game uh, with the guys that's there in the building, uh, the guys that's going to go out there and put their hand in the dirt. We, we're looking for that this Thursday. And there's plenty to talk about that uh, coming up as opposed to, you know, with with this whole contract negotiation yeah. with Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, he did reiterate that he wants to be a Kansas City Chief for life. He said, I've said it many times on social media, uh, also said that he gets a deal done today. He'll be there. He'll be at the game tomorrow. I don't know if he'll, I mean, I don't know if he realistically, if you even play in the game, like just the next day. But um, they also said uh, to that, um, I think they asked him, like, will you be at the game tomorrow? He said, either the sidelines or in the game. I, I, I don't know. I might be there. So, like, we, we don't know. Yeah, I, you don't know. It'd be good for him to be on the sideline if he can. So, it, it, it for the whole ceremony because he deserves it he deserves to be there because he helped that banner that they're dropping 95 is 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 part of the reason why that banner is being dropped huge part yep huge part huge part he's the reason all the fans will be cheering tomorrow and has a championship came to Kansas City it's because of 95 and all the other guys but 95 played a perennial part in that happening no doubt about it, and and we, we everybody knows the fact. We know the fact about that. Everybody in that building, they know. Okay, they understand that. They understand this fight. So, yeah. and I think it's funny too for a lot of fans who are like, "Don't want to get this money." You know, CEOs make a lot of money, right? And these are the same fans who nicknamed him the CEO of Sac Nation. And you expect CEO of Sac Nation not to get paid good money, get top two money? Come on, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they'll work it out. They'll, they'll get there. Yeah, I, I think this is a good sign that he's in Kansas City and he's still like making good promises to charity events that he said he was going to be at. And he got Big Macs, still being around the community. That's a person who wants to stick around. I, I He's not not only is he saying it and tweeting it that, that he wants to be a Kansas City Chief for life, these actions show that. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'm going to tell you just from I, situation, I was in contract negotiations uh, with the Chiefs one time and I remember. Uh, kind of flying in, and I, and I talked to uh, at the at the time uh, GM Carl Peterson, and I told Carl, I said, "Listen, Carl, uh, when I fly into Kansas City, this might be the last time I'm going to take my stuff out the locker or putting something in. Uh, at the end of the day, this contract on our name, the names is going to be my name on the contract and yours, you know, on the Kansas City Chief. That's how it's going to work. And so we was able to get something done. We were, and so hopefully this right here, this 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 journey, you know, this trip out here, hopefully this is going to be the catalyst to go ahead and get something done, right? And everybody's getting out of their own way and they compromise to get something, you know, etched, inked, put up so everybody can be happy, everybody go on about their business, how it was before. Because I just don't like how the, how the things are just happening right now. I just don't like this feeling because, you know, Kansas City fans have been classy for forever, okay, forever. And if something they don't like, I don't like how they just pile on the guys. I mean, we're real people. Hey, you know, if you're going to love guys, love guys. Love them because you love them, okay, for what they've done. Don't love them because the only what they can do for you, okay? Don't be a fair weather fan all of a sudden because now you're upset because the same thing, how you would try to go get money, he's trying to do the same thing. 
But man, hey, Marcus, keep bringing me back to it, man. He keep pulling me in. I know. I just, oh, I just, oh, <laughs> but I don't. I just, you know. But it is. Hopefully, he's in. Something gets done. Uh, so if he needs to stay there for two or three days, by all means, yeah. kick it. Yeah. Kicking you and Brett, you and Brett Beach, no, and, and go smoke cigars and go sit in the pool together somewhere, okay? And bring Andy Reid and all of them with you, too. Yeah, and they, they bring a burger for Andy Reid. And, and hey, he's got the Big Macs right now. Maybe he can go uh, bring one over to uh, Andy. Um, yeah, so we're gonna get into uh, kind of previewing uh, the game uh, tomorrow night. Um, again, with our deal with Bleacher Report, we're gonna be on post game show on Bleacher Report tomorrow after the game. Uh, myself. JD and my brother Tasia Dash makes his post game reaction show uh, debut with with the with the squad, and then Monday we'll have our Monday morning tight end show where JD reacts to the game on Thursday, um, gives us a couple days after grades um, for what he saw on Thursday, and then we go right back, and that's also a live stream too. We'll have all that stuff on uh, on social for you guys, so you guys can go check that out. Um, but yeah, so just remember post game after the show. Uh, go to a bleach report and we'll be on there. Um, and then for those who miss it, we'll have it on YouTube for you guys to, to watch. Um, but all right, JD. So yesterday we were kind of blindsided by some, some news, you know, we're, we're trying to gear up for this game coming up here. And then all of a sudden, Andy Reid comes out, says Travis Kelsey didn't finish practice for, you know, with the hyperstated knee injury that he uh, sustained, got an MRI shortly after that. Everyone's online waiting for this MRI to drop. Finally, the Schefter Ian Rappaport release, you know, no structural damage. ACL is still intact. Um, just inflammation, waiting that, for that to subside. Probably going to get a bone bruise. So, J- J.D., um, and that the big thing was this morning, Jason Kelsey, obviously brother played a different position, but he said uh, there's some swelling and some pain, but if they can keep the swelling down, he should be good to go Thursday night. Obviously questionable for Thursday, probably going to be a game-time decision. J.D., yeah. you play tight end. You felt you've, you've had a lot of injuries. I know your medical book. You always mentions like this big. Um, yeah. Talk to us about this injury. If you've had this injury before, and if you were Andy Reid, would you put Travis Kelsey in the game on Thursday? Uh, so okay, so I have played tight end, and I have had this injury before, and I understand uh, what the uh, strain of the PCL. Actually, I, I end up tearing mine, and I got a bone bruise. And so I described before where your knee is hitting there, the patella in the front and the knee, uh, that 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 junction is where it, it kind of does like this, right? It's kind of the bone bruise. We got hit or a step. That's where kind of the bruise can happen. Uh, I think it all depends on how the the, the, the knee responds, really. Uh, if they were to keep the swelling down, maybe put a, a, a brace on it, he could possibly go. Uh it, but it's affecting this, it's, and it's all based off of how he feels. It, it really is. And so if he's he's feeling uncomfortable about it, and he's just like, man, I can't be 100%. I, you know, I, I can't even be 75. Uh, I don't want him to chance it. Oh, I don't want him to. You know, we need, we need Travis Kelsey for the rest of the season. And so I don't want something like this to linger or, you know, hey, he's getting better, but every week it's, it's another one of those things that you have to keep dealing with, get the swelling and stuff down. But maybe they maybe they're they're they're, they're – they're quantifying this too, okay, uh, making the decision like, well, let's say he plays this week. Then he's going to have some downtime to kind of get better too. So they could play it that way as well. They could have him a pitch, on a pinch count. Like they have Kadarius Tony on, Sneed on, uh, you know, certain guys that have been dealing with injuries. Uh, 
that's another way that they could kind of deal with it. Uh, but what, what the things that Travis Kelsey gives us and what he does and what he means to the offense, uh, if he doesn't play, uh, that will be a significant blow. It will. Uh, so that's the question. Do, do we feel like we are at a good place to handle the Lions without the roles of Travis Kelsey and even now Chris Jones not being there, okay? Kadarius Tony being on the pitch count, Sneed being on the pitch count. Do we have enough weapons around Patrick Mahomes to make his thing work? Okay, that's the question. Can Noah Gray carry that that load? Uh, and I'm gonna say, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I, I I think I think we do. I think we do. I think we have enough. I think if if because we talked about Rice and Ross having a package, talking about having seven receivers, you get the right guys in there. You got running backs to get, get it to slot. We do a lot of different things to get very creative. Uh, Travis Kelsey's his area is that middle. Okay, that ram of like the, you know, kind of that the mid-range area, small catches, making big yards. His 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 power is making guys miss once he gets the ball in his in his hands, the yak yards. And then being on a page with Patrick where they know where each other are. Uh but I, I will say this. I, I would say that uh he's had a young buck under his wings and uh, Noah Gray for the past few years who's been watching every little crafty move he's done. Travis has been explaining to him. Noah Gray is getting tight in university every single day with him. Let me put it that way, right? So tight in university is one of those things. Guys, the tight ends could benefit for a lot of different reasons, run routes, all different things. Noah Gray is getting that every single day, okay? And some of the things that I'm sure that he expresses about uh, to, to, to Patrick about running routes Travis is saying the same thing to Noah, like, this is what we're thinking, okay? So Patrick is probably saying, hey, Noah, you know, this is not quite like a, a, a you know, a, a learning curve for you because you've been watching Patrick. You can tell what we're talking about. Noah's, he, he's, he's taking all these things in. He's eating all that part up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think uh, it, if it depends on the, the, the knee swelling, how it's going to respond. Do we need him right now for this game? And if he doesn't play, can a young Noah Gray come in and the guys and the surrounding guys around him, supporting cast, can they do the job? Okay. With PM 15th on the ball. I think they can. I do. Um, okay, so we're gonna get to predictions later, but a lot of people are, are saying if Kelsey doesn't play, I was watching the first take earlier. Like a few of them said the Chiefs lose that game with if Travis Kelsey's not on the field Thursday. Do you think this impacts? I mean, obviously he's a big part of our offense. You know, his numbers, you know, they don't, they tell, they tell a full story of what, what he can do and what, what, you know. Um, yeah. Do you think this has a, this could hinder a, a, a win for us if he doesn't play or no? You think we have enough pieces to kind of rally? I, I think we've got enough pieces. And the thing is, it may be more difficult, no doubt about it. it it'll be a more difficult uh, win for us. Uh, but still, I think we have enough pieces to get the win nonetheless. Uh, and here's the reality, to be honest with you. Uh, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions don't care anything about who you have on the field. They could care less if Travis Kelsey is playing or not. The way that they're going to go in and they're preparing is just Travis Kelsey going to play. That's 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 what they're going to do. You know why? Because Dan Campbell's played football. He's got a, a, a staff that all of them played in the NFL. 
they understand what how this means. We know game time decisions. Shoot, there's, there's times and games I didn't think I was going to make it. I'm not going to play. And it was like game time, JD, how you feel? How you feel? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I got to loosen up. Like it was literally right before the game, making that decision if I was going to play or not. Okay. And so we we understand that. That, that vitamin T and what they can do with inflam- you know, uh, inflammatory thing, uh, they it works. It works. And we you got a, a, a good cast of of trainers and whatnot that's going to make sure Travis is in the, the most uh, optimal position to try to not get hurt and do well. Okay. If it's anything other than that, then they, they, they may not chance it. But like I said, Dan and them, they don't care. They, they could care less. They, they, they are coming in here to win. They come in here to spoil the party. Uh, so to him, uh, Detroit Lions, they are whispering like, look, they still got PM 15 out there. Okay. He gets the ball to everybody. That's what we know. Patrick Mahomes is a guy that gets everything going. He's the guy that we need to stop. Yeah, he's going to have his 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 best weapon. He's not going to be out there, but he's got other guys around him right now too. And he's got Andy Reid that can craft things together uh, to put him in a position to make things win, to put guys in a position to make things win. They just got to make plays. And so they're going to come after. They're going to come after the Chiefs. They're going to come after Patrick Mahomes. They're going to do everything they possibly can. Okay, we got a, a good line that's going to protect Patrick. We got good receivers, got good running backs. We got good tight ends at Noah Gray and Blake Bell. These guys can get these things going. No doubt about it. Yeah. And people forget, eighth championship game last year, Patrick Mahomes is playing on one ankle. Uh, KT gets hurt. Harmon gets hurt. Juju gets hurt. I think at the end of that game, he's throwing to Marcus Kemp for, uh, for a pivotal first down play on that, on that game-winning drive. So, like, you know, Patrick's done that with before. Obviously, he had Kelsey in that game, but still, you know, he's he works the ball around with no matter who who he's got out there. Um, it, look, that it, helps. If, it, it helps tremendously, it, and it will help tremendously if Noah Gray can come in and, and give some semblance of that that whole look from Travis of what he needs, right? And that's what Patrick just needs. He just needs that security blanket. He needs a guy to, to be in the right spot and be in certain spots that the defense may not expect him to be. Okay, to be on the same page, uh, and he may he may look for that weight to come from Jared McKinnon or MVS or Sky Moore. Okay, he may look for those guys to do that. Yeah. All right, heck, they might even bring Justin Watson to be the guy to to, to roam the middle a little bit more as a bigger body. Yeah. Okay, he's got kind of a closer to it, maybe you know a, a bigger frame, uh, you know, to kind of do those things. So, look, Andy is surgical with this. He is. He's a mastermind. They're going in and they're they're thinking all type of all the contingency plans that they need uh, to be successful. Okay, so they're going to be ready. They're going to be ready, man. Plus, the energy in the in the stadium is going to keep them there. You know, I I think the adrenaline might push Kelsey to play. If if it's a game time decision, he's working out before the game. He kind of feels the fans coming in, you know, kind of feel the energy, the vibes. I think he might dress up and maybe even if he doesn't give us a full go, I think we might see a little bit of him on Thursday. If it's that close, if his brother's saying, you know, he if he, if he feels a little bit better, the inflammation goes down, I think he is he give it a go. I think he could play, but we may see more Noah Gray than Kelsey snaps or something like that. I see that. It, but like I said, it, it all depends on how his his his, his knee is responding. Yeah. Okay. If the inflammation is down and they feel comfortable with it and he feels comfortable with it. The adrenaline may they carry him where he needs to go, right? But then it's like, okay, we'll put him on a pitch count. 
certain things we'll put him in for. All right. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of decisions and choices going on right now in these, these next 24 hours uh, that is, is going to be paramount uh, to the success of this game. On the bright side of things, there was earlier reports in the week that um, we will have guys playing that we thought maybe at one point they wouldn't play week one of the season. Jerry Sneed, who's been dealing with knee swelling, has been a limited practice participant. I think Spag said he's good to go. He'll probably be good to go, but we'll see how things, you know, how he responds this week. He's been a limited practice participant all week. KT's play, playing. Har- um, uh, Mahomes said that KT looks like KT, so that's that's a good thing. They said he may be on a pitch count Thursday. So while Kelsey may not be there, we'll still have some guys coming back um, within Legere Sneed and uh, Kadarius Tony. Those two, what do you make of um, these two guys playing? And of the two, who are you kind of um, who do you think will have more impact on the game um, between Tony and Legere Sneed? Uh, first, I, I think it's a great sign uh, that the two are coming back. Uh, it's a really good sign because I, I was I wasn't sure of it. Uh, then also too, you know, depending on how things are working, you know, obviously, you know, decisions wise, you know, Kelsey getting hurt, then it's like okay, like this is a good move. This is a good decision by us, you know, to to bring you some of these guys back, you know, and, and Chris Jones isn't playing, so we got a, a veteran guy in Sneed coming back to help with the with the defense. Uh, <clears throat> now, who do I think will make a, a bigger impact? I'd have to say maybe Kadarius Tony, just because of the uh, the supposed absence, possible absence of Travis Kelsey, and if he's not there, maybe bringing a guy in to kind of make a couple of plays. Uh, Sneed, I remember I told you that he didn't really need a whole lot to get in shape. He's going to be in shape. Those young, you know, because they they smaller guys, they get in shape like nothing. They can run all day. Uh, Sneed, the, the you know, planting and pushing off. Um, and covering, uh, they they may because you know, we got young guys that's capable. Let's be honest, we got young guys capable that that can can definitely carry the weight until Snead gets fully healthy, one hundred percent. But he'll get he'll get he'll get some looks, man, because he just hadn't hadn't done anything during the, the the preseason, right? And so if he hasn't done anything during the preseason, here's the first real game. Let's see exactly how he is, how he's feeling, and they're going to ask him. They're going to ask him probably every series, how you feeling. How's it feel out there? And like you said, man, adrenaline, you're going to be like, yeah, great. feels great out here. It feels great. And it, I'm sure it's going to be sore. You know, rightfully sore, as expected. But it's something that can be managed. Uh, but I, I, I do, maybe Kadarius Tony's presence may be one of those things uh, we need to look, especially in such a young receiving core. Uh, but, you know, we, we got, if you think about it, MVS, who's played for a while, Richie James, who has played, uh, Kadarius Tony, who has played Justin Watson, a couple of years. So we got guys that that got they got experience. We got enough experience, put it that way, uh, <clears throat> uh, to to make things happen. Not to mention McKinnon and Ceh Pacheco and all of that. So we may have to lean on the, the running game. Okay, may have to lean on the running game and see what the Detroit Lions uh, defensive line and the defense looks like. Okay. We might have to check that out and see what's going on with them. I think between t- Tony, obviously with Kelsey not being there, it's great to have a guy like uh, Tony out there. Just, you know, defense is going to be keeping an eye on him throughout the game. Uh, big play potential. Um, so it's great to have him back. And obviously the fact that his injury is not going to be hurting him 
throughout, you know, for the fact that we wouldn't see him till week two. I think at some point we thought he might, we won't see him till Jacksonville maybe. Um, but then having Legereus Sneed, not having Chris Jones out there, you know, we have a very young defense. So having a guy like Sneed who's been in the system for a while, having him there, it's huge. Yeah. And also a guy like Sneed who does it all against his high-flying, high-power offense that Detroit has. You know, Amon Ross St. Brown, you got this Jamar Gibbs guy who everyone's saying could be the uh, – yeah. Uh, could, could be offensive rookie of the year. Um, and then I think mm-hmm. I read a report that uh, Detroit's saying they have, that they're going to be using Gibbs in ways that uh, you couldn't even dream of. It's like, okay, what does that, what does that mean? Uh, well, I think we've all seen running backs uh, get motioned out of the backfield to be a receiver. So I don't know. I don't know right. what that means. I don't know how else they could use him, but. Yeah. I mean, they plan on pressuring him out of a plane or something. And, you know, it's one of his plays. I don't, I don't know. You know, shooting him out of a cannon. What do you mean by that? You know, or, hey, then put him in, 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 in you know, a quarterback. Wildcat, yeah. Okay. Wildcat, right? It might be something, but we've seen that before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not, not new. So, yeah, I don't know. But he's it, a talented guy, no doubt about it. The talented guy. So, uh, yeah, man, that, that's, you know, it's going to be, look, and Jared Goff ain't nothing to sneeze at. He had a great year last year. Uh, he's always, I, I personally, I like Jared Goff. He's got a strong arm. If he got the right pieces around him, I think he just got some some you know some really, I think unfair criticism at times. Okay, I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he does a pretty decent job, and especially going now with Dan Campbell, those guys, I think it's a whole different you know area and environment for him. And he'll come in, man. He'll throw strikes. He's going to throw strikes. He's got some good receivers around him, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, I. Uh, the defense is going to be ready. That's what I'm, I'm thinking, the, you know, the matchup. Going against their defense and our offense, okay? So you're talking about Hutchinson on one side, pass, rushing the passes. They got some good corners. Uh, that's going to be a good matchup. So I think it's all about stopping that pass rush and, you know, the inside guys, the linebackers. So I that right there, scoring the points is is what's going to be vital, for us to to win, okay. Uh, our secondary, oh man, that's that's another thing, man. If we get some pass rush, don't let you know golf just go off. You know, we get some push up front. Don't let Gibbs and those guys uh, just go crazy running the football. If we if we can manage that, which I know Spags is doing a good job. Spags is going to throw some things at him, okay. He's he's going to come after him. Uh, he's going to, and our guys do a good job pressing, and 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 we're looking for McDuffie and Watson, all those guys on the other side. Uh, we're looking for those guys to go out there and absolutely win. Okay, right, looking for them to win. Uh, but we need that. We're gonna need something from the guys up front. We're gonna need something from uh, you know, uh, Crazy George up front. We're gonna need some things like that. You know, from the young guy that we just got, uh, Young Buck. See how he is. He, you know, he's 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 healthy apparently from you know what he we was during the training camp. So I, I can't wait to see him too. We just need that push up front, man. We're gonna need that push up front, you yeah. know. And we know we got good linebackers. So, and I think that's also another reason why to have Snead. Because I mean, I think Snead, Snead they blitzed Snead a lot last year. I think he had what two or three sacks maybe last year. I, I forgot what his numbers were, but um, they use him a lot all over the place. And not having Chris Jones, you're gonna need a guy like that who can you know pass rush the quarterback, get get back there, and you know. And Spags is going to have to be creative without Chris Jones. He knows he's going to have to be creative with our defense without Chris Jones. That's how that's how good he is. He can just get there without having to create anything for a guy like that. 
Um, right. Right. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a test for our defense without Chris Jones. There's also gonna be tests for all our new our new tackles um, against a good uh, pass rush with Hutchinson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So we'll we'll see what we got. You know, first game is always one of those things, you know, to kind of take an assessment. Everybody's going to be – it's going to be a high motor. Everybody's going to be on on, on in pins and needles and eggshells the whole day. It's going to be so exciting. I can just remember the first game of the season, how those things used to work in Arrowhead too. Oh, man, you you were just so juiced up. I mean, the energy in it was just was just crazy. I'm just, Me, I'm just juiced up just thinking about it and how it's going to feel running out there and, and seeing it. Yeah, but I think I think that energy, that environment is going to catapult our Chiefs man into that win. I do. I think it's going to. I think it's going to happen. You know, we and we stay we stay on the energy the entire time. It's going to be good. We need a crowd to stay in it. Okay, everybody stay in it, and we can't worry about all the other things. We just need to say, hey man, you got on a red jersey, you got that uniform on. We cheering for you. We think everybody, everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. At least it's to our final topic, our game predictions here. So Chiefs, interesting. So Chiefs opened up as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Nothing happened with that spread with Chris Jones when he was uh, when he was holding out. That spread stayed the same six-and-a-half points, so Vegas didn't think that affected anything. When the Travis Kelsey news came out yesterday, that line went from six-and-a-half points to four-and-a-half points. They so dropped two points. Everyone's jumping on uh, the Detroit Lions and the, and the points and, and them to cover – against the Chiefs on Thursday night. Um, so, J.D., who do you have and what's your uh, your score prediction? And also, Vegas also feels that this game will be the highest-scoring game of the weekend. The total points for this game is 52 points. They think it's going to be the highest-scoring game. So they got a little bit of a Rams-Chiefs uh, that from that Monday night game a few years ago with Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes. Mm, vibes. 52 points? Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Uh. So, I I have I have the the Chiefs winning. I do I have the Chiefs winning, and dang, Vegas looks pretty good. I have the Chiefs winning. I have them scoring twenty eight points. That's where I'm at. I, I, I think they're scoring twenty eight. Uh, you know, a couple touchdowns uh, tossed up. I think a couple of Russian touchdowns. We get into the red zone. I think that too. I think Pacheco is going to be ready to go. We haven't been talking enough about him either, the running backs. So we just been talking about PM fifteen. He's, he's he's got some other guys out here ready to help him. Okay, <laughs> you know, comes out with the, the head bopping and stuff. You know, he's he's, he's going to be ready. Pacheco's going to be. He's, he's that sucker's field's going to be on fire for him mm. and get them both, man. And I think they lean on them guys. It's going to be all right. I really do. I think it's going to be all right. So I have the Chiefs uh, winning uh, 28. Uh, twenty. I'm, I'm going to say 28 to 20. 28, 21. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say 24. And that, you know what? I, you know what? I'm going to say 24. Okay. 28-24. Right. That's, that's the prediction. Right on the, the total points. I know it, man. I'm sitting there looking like, dang, God, yeah, the, the Vegas is good. I'm sorry, this is good. Um, so I'm going to go I'm going to 35-21. So at first, I thought this Kelsey thing was going to be, if he doesn't play, I'm, I'm right now I'm just saying, let's say he doesn't play and if he's on snap count. 
I was like, okay, I think they will have a shot. We may, but you can't doubt PM15. I, I looked at two two numbers is the reason why I'm going to go with this high scoring game for us, and then for them to lose by two touchdowns. So Patrick Mahomes is has thrown 1,542 yards, 18 touchdown passes, and zero ints in the five week one games he start, has started. That's 1542, 18 and zero, and 5-0 in those games as well. 15. Uh, go go the numbers again. 1,542 yards. Okay. 18 touchdowns and zero INTs in five in, in five games. Five games. Five 18 games. TDs. In week, 18 week one starts in the Patrick Mahomes era. Mm. Now I'm going to take this. The other number that stood out to me as, as to why I'm going with this. Obviously, we talked about how it's going to be the pandemonium is going to be going wild on uh, on Thursday, and, and you know the raising the banner. Everyone, you know, just wanting to watch Chiefs football. The other one is the Lions coming to Kansas City. So Jared Goff's home and away splits were amongst the worst last year. I know it's last year's stat, but I'm applying it to this year in the situation. So Jared Goff in eight away games last year, he threw for 1,966 yards, six touchdowns, and four interceptions. Those were some away game splits last year. Okay. That, that that ain't gonna get it done again against us because yeah, if All you right. want to say with Chris, without Chris Jones, our defense may not be what it is, but with our offense, you're gonna have to score points. And I don't know, based on those away the home away splits last year for Jared Goff, I think that just I I, I think we're gonna come out with something to prove tomorrow. I I think I think with the Lions, they're hoping everybody believes that Jared Goff is gonna dump into bed. I think they're hoping that, you know, the lines are just, you know, just a lot of fluff. Uh, but what I do know is when you're going into a game plan, especially in hostile situations, uh, you're going to have powerful people talking around, Jared Goff whispering in his ear, you can get this thing done. We believe in it. You, We believe in you. You're the captain to make these things go. Uh, and Dan Campbell, them, they're gonna, I'm telling you, they are whispering in his ear. They're whispering in the ear. Not only that, but they're saying nobody believes that we're going to be able to do it. Nobody believes we're going to beat, you know, uh, the Super Bowl champs. Nobody believes that. And so when they come in, they're coming in focus. And they're going to be coming in and they're going to be ready. But even in that, I don't think it's going to be enough. They don't, I'm, I'm telling you, they don't give it this shot, man. This the, They're not going to fold. They don't, know, they don't know anything about folding. And a lot of it has to do with where the head coach is. Okay. He's not that guy. He he has brought in a culture of excellence, toughness, fear, uh, ferocious, uh, 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 intent to get things done. Okay. And they embody every single part of that. And like I said, it's going to be the national stage. They're going to be going on all cylinders. Uh, so it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. You know, first game to see, it's going to be a great fight, man. Uh, we'll just we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. But I do, the Chiefs are going to win. I said 28-24. Okay. 28-24. I like it. Hey, as long as you come away with a win, I don't care. I don't care what the score is. What is it? You ain't kidding. Two nothing. I don't care what, I don't care what it is. Um, although two nothing would be pretty hard to to do, I, I hey if we with two nothing against Detroit, I'd say wow our defense looked pretty good against <laughs> this offense. <laughs> right, right. Hey, look, hey against this offense, 
hey, we know we know what they carry. We know what they got on that side. Uh, but but I'm gonna say uh, these guys are ready. Yeah. I, I I think they want to make sure uh, all the other things that's going on. They want people to put their they thoughts and focus on them. Yeah. Okay, and it's almost like they're giving them naysayers why they shouldn't win. Oh my guys, Travis Kelsey's gone. Oh my guys. Chris Jones is gone. Oh, my goodness. These guys are like, look, man, it's going to be next man up. What we doing, it's all business out here, okay? We're going to do our best. We're going to do our, our greatest to go out here and get this win, okay? So uh, they're not worried about that. They can't worry about that. Yeah, They got to go out there and play. They got to go out there and perform, okay? And as long as them jokers stayed in together with them, that fine. And I would love for 95 to be on the sideline cheering them up. Matter of fact, uh, if he's not on the sideline, I'm sure he'll probably come to the locker room or he's been talking to these guys because that's what real relationships do. When you've been when you've been forged in the fire and battle with 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 people, that's part of what the leadership is. You triumph together. Okay? So it's going to get all those guys. All those guys going to be there. All of them. So, I'm excited, baby. I am. I'm, I'm sitting over here. Should I better get myself a pep talk? I don't know. <laughs> That's how I feel whenever we have this show, JD. Your energy, man, always makes me get pumped up for you know, like for the rest of the tell day. You, tell you, man, I'm, I'm there. I'm just <laughs> over the most. Let's go, let's go, let's go. But I will say, I know we had a lot of Lions fans comment on when we when we reacted to the uh, the first game of the season that was going to be Detroit and Kansas City. I know a lot of Lions fans commented on our stuff. Very respectful, um, and hey, we're, we're big fans of Dan Campbell of what you guys got going on in Detroit. We just don't think you're going to beat us, per se. However, we do. I, I think Detroit's going to win the NFC North this year, so I, I think you guys have big things ahead for you all this year. Um, I think even just being on the stage week one in Kansas City just tells a lot about what the league thinks of you guys and just about what the uh, Detroit can be this year. So, um, And, hey, I have Gibbs in a few of my fantasy leagues, so, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I, I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, "Dang God, I got gifts," but you know, you have to take L. You know, you have to take L this week. You can have a good game, but you know, maybe you have a good game, right? You know, <laughs> score some points or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. But, I, but no, look, I love you know, shoot, Dan and, and and the guys they have up there, man. Shoot, Lucy, I mean, they they they, they do a good job. Yeah. Um, so good, they, NFL, uh, good NFL PA alumni up there on that. Uh, on that team. You're right. Absolutely right. So uh so we'll 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 see. I'm just saying Deuce is there. he's not in uh but Detroit anymore. Oh he's not he's not in Detroit anymore. I thought I think it was their RB coach. Oh, oh, he's in uh in Carolina. Is Brunel still there? You see. Is he still their OC or not OC QB coach? Nonetheless, we're still big uh, with the the coaching staff, uh, fans of that coaching staff up there. Um, yeah, like you said, it's alumni. Yeah, it's alumni. It's alumni. Um, but yeah, so we hope you guys enjoy the episode. We hope you guys obviously enjoy the game tomorrow night. And then remember to come on to Bleacher Report to hear from JD react to what we just saw in that game. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be an action packed Thursday night. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, and we'll see you guys directly after the game. Thank you.
Have a good one. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.